Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by alt-pop artist Vicky Lovely. And we, oh, we're just going to dive behind Vicky's new song, Crossed Off, as well as the road that has led Vicky here from her starts in the production side, the behind the scenes side of the live event and music industry to the moment where she finally decided, you know, I think it's time to take my own lyrics, my own words, my own voice and present it out into the world and we're going to talk about how vicky has built the orchestral alt pop sound that just complements her voice so well we're going to talk about the moment of finally releasing that first song with intruder we're going to talk about a virtual a live stream concert that vicky did known as the journey to self-love and from there We're going to dive into this new single, Crossed Off, which is our first taste of Vicky Lovely's upcoming 2021 EP. And we are going to go into all of this and oh, so much more. And it is all brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you can go and copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere that you go. And now that you know who this show is brought to you by, now that you know who this episode's guest is, I think it's about time that we jump into this conversation so Vicky Lovely can tell you a little bit more about herself. So, let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hey. Hello, Vicky. How's it going today? I'm good. Nice to, I guess, like finally meet you <laughs> virtually. <laughs> I've been following each other for a while now, so. Yeah. I mean, virtually is all we can really do at the moment, too. I would prefer an in-person interview myself, but if if this is what we can rock, I'm down to do it. I know. Honestly, thank God for technology, though, because like. Oh, yeah, it's uh, the music industry without technology over this past year would have been a even more of a struggle than it already has been. I know. But um, thanks for having me today. It's an absolute pleasure to have you joining me here on the show to have you taking us behind your journey as a musician here. I'm very excited to go into it. I've been a doing quite a bit of research last night and even just this morning jamming your music and getting prepared yes, I'm like oh yeah I'm ready you. for this <laughs> awesome awesome are you ready to jump into this journey here today yes ask me anything I'm an open book <laughs> all right all right well in order to get to this point where you're releasing a new single the journey has to start somewhere so at what point does one Vicky lovely decide? you know what? I want to pursue music. I guess like officially I started to put out my, my music in 2019, but I've always wanted to do it for the longest time, but I just never felt 
ready. Um, I uh, graduated with a music degree. I worked behind the scenes at like music shows and like I loved it. But there was always like a little part of me that was like, oh man, like I wish I was putting out my own music, but I just like didn't know where to start and I never felt ready. Um, and I guess it wasn't until like 2019 when I attended uh, the Canadian Music Week conference and I met up with a producer who was speaking at one of the panels. His name is Andre Caden Black. And he was like, hey, like I'm down to just like chat with you about music. And since then, when I put out my first single, that feeling I got, I was like, oh my God, like this, like that type of happiness I've never felt before in my entire life. And I was like, man, like I, I wish I like took the plunge earlier. So like, I guess like officially it was like 2019 when I finally was like, I'm going to just give it my all and then see what happens from it. Okay. So you mentioned that you were already working inside the industry and other capacities there. So is that why you ended up at Canadian Music Week or did you just go to sort of get a feeling and sort of see if maybe this was the place where you could find that inspiration? Actually, I attended Canadian Music Week for a couple of years because I thought I really wanted to do like backstage, like stage managing, um, which I love to like, I love to like um, reach out to different artists, make sure they have everything when they're on stage. And that's why I was able to attend the conference because I was actually like working backstage um, in the evenings at, at, at all the music shows. Um, but again, like it was that, that little voice that was like, but you write music but you want to be a recording artist. And then finally, <laughs> I decided to do that. Okay. All right. So one thing that I'm very interested to find out is how you ended up sort of coming to this sound of mixing that orchestral feel with the strings and the bells and everything else and melding it with the style of pop to create the sound that is Vicky Lovely. So. Whenever I write music in the beginning, I always uh, play along with some piano chords and the melody that comes to me, I don't really have like a specific genre that I think about when I write music, but it just ends up being like alternative pop music. I guess that's like the best way I could describe the sound that just comes to my head. Um, and in terms of like using like some orchestral elements, which um, I've been working on a lot recently is... I guess it's it's just something that just fits with the lyrics the best. I feel like right now I'm writing a lot of uh, topics that I struggle with, um, things that I'm afraid to kind of dive deep into, like all the sad shit in my life. So I feel like the best way to make that into like a more beautiful piece of art is to just add some like strings and viol like violins and like harps. I've been obsessed with just using them in my songs. I love violins and harps, and I love the bells in your latest single, too. So I sort of really enjoy how it helps to build the your voice, and especially when it comes to, like, the choruses and everything else, where you really project what you're singing, and it really just flows together, and I love how it builds that wall of sound. Yeah, especially, like, in, like you said, like, with this past song that I just released called Crossed Off, it's so like vulnerable and i feel like um because the lyrics are already so intense that i want to make it more on the like beautiful side instead of being like 
I'm crying about it. I want to turn it into something more beautiful. That's that's why I love to add like strings in it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So you mentioned that moment of releasing your first single, which was your track Intruder on August 22nd, 2019. So take us a little bit behind this track. Was this something you had re uh, like written pretty like close to the release? Was this something you had written quite a bit beforehand? How did you get in were you in a studio to record this song how did it all come together so when i wrote intruder i released it like you said in august 2019 but i actually wrote it way before the year before back in like the fall time so like fall 2018 and i remember when i wrote the song i didn't really know what to call it um it was just sort of like a blank song title but i had all the lyrics and melody written out um, and the song was basically about, there's like two different ways you could look at it. It's about, uh, my, my struggle with anxiety, I guess as a whole struggle with, um, mental health. And then also like, it could also be about like a person who's like toxic and you want to like push them away, but they keep like forcing their way back into your life. So I kind of wanted to write the song about like, you could perceive it in like two different ways. And uh, an interesting, I guess, uh, about intruder is I never say the word intruder at all in the song. Um, I just didn't know what to call it for like the longest time. But actually it was when I showed my mom the song and I was like, I don't know what to call it, but here's the song, check it out. And she was like, yeah, it seems like someone's trying to like intrude in your life. Like someone's just like not going away. And I was like, intruder, you know what? There we go. That's, that's the song title. Uh, that's fantastic. It's um, kind of cool how those sorts of things can come together where it's you wrote the song a year later and it's like it doesn't truly find its identity until like someone else hears it and is like, oh, yeah, no, it's someone someone's trying to invade your space here. And it's like, OK. And I like how the perception of how it can be either or whether it's yourself, because we as human beings and especially as artists um, definitely can be our toughest critics. And then it's also sometimes as people too, we try to see the best in other people and maybe allow them to have a little bit more control in our lives than we should. It's so true when you say like, we're our own like toughest critic, especially when I see other artists, musicians, like illustrators and their work is so amazing. And whenever I like compliment them or congratulate them, they're like, oh, I don't know. Like there's this little part that I'm not sure. And I'm like, no, like that was amazing. You should give yourself like an amazing pat on the back. But then it's, it's always like, but then when it comes to your old work, you're like, oh no. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Right. As you can hear someone else's song, oh my God, this is a hit. And then like your own song too can be like very good. And people can tell you the exact same thing, but you're sitting there and you're like, I I don't hear it. Um, do I want to release this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, finally releasing that first piece of yourself to the world. What was that like? It was very, it was such a mix of emotions because I was like, I was excited because I've never released music before. I was so scared because I was afraid that people haven't really heard me like properly sing or have heard my songs really before. And I was like, I 
I hope that they don't think I'm like a weirdo. Um, I was afraid that people would kind of, in no sense, like look down on me. I was really afraid of that. Um, uh, cause I'm not like, you know, I'm not a Gen Z. I'm not, I'm not a young person. So I was afraid that some people would be like, Oh, like, what is she doing? Like, um, but on the contrary, when I released the song, there has been such an overwhelming positive response, which it makes you cry every single time. Cause I'm like, obviously, you know, like you have to believe in your own music, but it's always, you know, it's, it's super lucky when other people, um, get to like lift you up as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also really wonderful when you can hear the other interpretations that other people get from their music and maybe when they tell you what it's helped them get through or what it reminds them of things that they have already gotten through or otherwise, right? Yeah. Like I remember um, back in the fall time when I released Summer is Fallen, um, a lot of people like reached out saying like, man, like this is my favorite of yours so far. Like, um, I really love the lyrics. So it's, it's super cool when they like specifically reach out just to say that. Cause it's like, Oh my God, like, thank you. Like, that's all I can hope, right. That people would feel the same way as I did when I wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. And it's, it stands to, it must have meant something to them if they're going to take the time to message you to tell you that too, right? I know. And, and like, sometimes it's like, when I say thank you, I feel like that's not enough. And I'm like, you don't know how much this means to me. Like, it's more than just a thank you. It like makes my day. Like, no, oh, truly for sure. And you mentioned that battle with mental health, and that's something that you definitely continue to a topic that you tackle within your music. And even inside of a live performance, a live video performance that you did recently called The Journey to Self Love. So take us a little bit behind this show where you played your first four singles for the audience and sort of gave them all a different feel, a different identity, which was like probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, I released my virtual concert back in January and there were two main reasons why I really wanted to put out this project. The first one being um, COVID and because in-person performances um, weren't going to happen for a while. And I have yet to really show people how I perform. And I feel like that's definitely part of um, my identity. And when you watch the performance and you watch me perform, you kind of look at the song and you hear the song in a different way. So I really wanted to create my own concert um, and to also tell a storyline within the concert to kind of show people like another side of my music. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. (laughs) I love that. So how much, how much time did you spend planning and building up to this moment? Cause like we said, each of these songs had its own identity, its own costume, its own visual effects. So how much time did it take to plan and create this show? So in terms of the planning before I was filming the concert, it took about, I want to say four months prior. And I reached out to 
The creative director, his name is Ziad Hanif, and he brought along a video director. His name is Kevin Young. And together we kind of discussed and put together, okay, like I knew I wanted each song to have its own theme. They had its own outfits, its own like colors as well. But I knew I wanted to somehow connect all of my four performances together. And that's why in my virtual concert, if you watch it from beginning to end, um, there's little uh, segues in between each song that talks about basically in order to, I guess, overcome something that you're struggling with or to kind of like reach that end goal. Like you kind of have to start from the ground. You have to start from like when you're feeling shit, but you have to kind of keep going because I truly believe like no matter how hard it gets. And even if you keep failing and you keep falling down, like you just have to keep going. And that's sort of the the main message of the entire virtual performance. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I, it's something that I like to say and something I've heard other people say too, is rock bottom can be a very good place to get back on your feet. Yeah. And, and like, I know sometimes it's so hard though. Sometimes when I like, it feels like you thought you were at rock bottom, but there's even like a deeper rock bottom. So I, I totally know like how hard it could get, especially now um, with the pandemic. But I feel like or you just have to keep going. You just have to like push through that shit. Cause I feel like everyone, we all have like the strength within ourselves to like, like move past that shit and just kind of like rise above it. Mm-hmm. Well, the best days are ahead, It sounds right? so cliche, but it's so true. Oh, absolutely. It definitely sounds cliche, but the best days are ahead. And once you can get past the bullshit and you can get in control of your energy, your time, what you're allowing inside and outside of your life and otherwise, then you s- truly start to get somewhere and you get to value the time with the people who you actually appreciate and who respect you back and you get to grow and hopefully become a much happier and healthier individual from there. And I also just want to um, put in one more, um, I guess, behind the scenes about this virtual concert. So when I filmed it in October, that was like, I, I had an entire day where we filmed everything. And um, the location was at a live sound company warehouse, actually. They're called Shakedown Sound. And technically, they, they're like a live sound warehouse where they have all their equipment but they have like a giant space area and we kind of just decorated that space. They already had all the lights there and we made it kind of look like it's a venue, but it technically it's not, but it's like an illusion. <laughs> no, I like that. And I also like the reaching out towards the crowd that's not there, but you're still like, it makes the viewer feel like, oh, okay. Like if I was in the crowd, like I could literally reach out and be like, oh my God, I'm touching Vicky's hand. <laughs> I wish I could make it into like a 3D experience. That would be so cool. <laughs> Maybe that's the next step, right? <laughs> yeah. You never know. Like with technology now, like with the new laptop features, there might be a 3D feature. People like popping out at you. <laughs> Everybody's got to get their glasses at home. Come on now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So you mentioned that that was in January and then you grow from there into... Your new single that came out here on April 15th, 2021, Crossed Off. And it definitely feels like you're uh, 
tackling some powerful emotions. Maybe the feeling of being judged with this song. Am I on track here or take us behind this song? Yes, that's totally like the general message um, of the song. And I would say so far, this has been my most toughest song to write because um, this isn't something that I really talk about like normally, like when I'm talking to my friends or family, this isn't something that I really talk about. Um, The song is basically about not having a place to fit in and you're always afraid that if you just want to be who you are, whether it's who you love, the way you dress, um, what your beliefs are, you're afraid that because of that, um, that other people might not um, accept you anymore or you're afraid that they're going to judge you. And um, I was so scared writing this, but I knew that it, it was something that I just really wanted to talk about and to share with other people because I guess the feeling of never having a place to fit in, like I hope that if it even helps like one person, then my job here is done. <laughs> like like one of my all-time favorite artists is Lady Gaga. And from day one, like that's what her music has been doing for me. And that's such a cool like experience. It's not just about, yeah, it's a catchy song, which is always like good. Like I love just catchy dance pops, but like it like, ooh, it like held on to me for like the longest time. And that's sort of what I'm trying to do with my music now. Held on to you, nurtured you through some things. Yeah, got I know. you <laughs> gave you some good moments too, maybe some good breakdowns. It's See, I like that too, where it's a lot of people say that, oh, pop music's just pop music. And I was totally guilty of that in the past too. But it's when you have artists like that, where you can listen to it and it's like, you can just listen to it and have a good time to the music or it can help you through an emotion. But at the same time, when you really listen to it and like, get an understanding of what the artist was trying to capture or the songwriter or whoever helped to craft this piece is it's really magical that you can sort of get that even pop music itself is so much deeper than people give it credit for. Uh, It's a good thing you brought it up because it's actually something that I like fight for. Um, A lot of people, especially with like pop music and I guess like just regular dance pop or just lyrics that are not necessarily deep, but I, I, I'm such a huge believer on every genre has its own purpose and pop music's purpose. Like I guess dance pop is to just have fun. That is the purpose. And that is, uh, and I feel like, for example, if you're going through something and you just want to forget about it. Yeah. I'm going to listen to like a dance pop. I don't have to think about it anymore. I feel like that is already the purpose of the song. So yeah, don't be shitting on pop music. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, exactly, right? Is people need something to help them escape and otherwise. We have it in the form of Netflix. We have it in the form of everything else. So why can't our music do the exact same thing for us? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Right, all right, fantastic. So... With Crossed Off, is there any music videos maybe coming our way or anything else? Music videos, it is in the works, actually. Um, I am planning on filming it, I guess, a little sneak peek. I'm planning on filming it in a cathedral. Um, But I'm hoping that COVID won't ruin anything. 
So right now it's happening. I'm going to film it soon. And later this year in the fall, I'm planning on putting out my first EP. And actually Cross Off is going to be part of uh, this EP. And uh, I guess without giving too much away, um, the theme of this EP is going to be things that I struggle with um, and kind of starting from that ground zero. So that's the theme for this first EP. Okay. I can't say too much about anything after that. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. It's um, after this past year, it's sort of hard to predict what what the future holds. So, <laughs> you know, that's my plan, but you know, I hope we all get vaccinated and we could do stuff again. Go to live shows and I'll go see Vicky Lovely Honestly, live. Oh my goodness. The amount of like shows that, you know, have gotten postponed, like the main one being Lady Gaga's concert. I was supposed to go back in August and I, I don't know, even know that's going to happen this year. <laughs> yeah. Who, hopefully they reschedule everything and she can get back ASAP because that would be a, uh, be a good way to kick off being able to go back to live events for sure oh my goodness i could just imagine how crazy the crowd would be going yeah and i feel like you know with i've uh, i've watched some um like live stream concerts before and like i still enjoy it 100 but it's definitely not the same as like you know you're in the crowd and everyone's just like singing along all together mm-hmm, well, buying merch <laughs> Well, buying merch for sure as a, you know, someone who markets merch, Desert Tiger Pod or Desert Tiger Merch.com. Um, but so it's even it's the energy exchange, right? It's when you do a live stream, it's how does one really feel the energy coming off of someone? Cause like how do you keep up with a feed of some people typing while you're performing? You almost have to have somebody read it back to you, but you only have so much time. Whereas in that live setting, it's is a fan. You, you shout at the performer and the performer hears it right away. They've got the feedback and they can feed off that immediately. Yeah, actually, like um, back in December, I watched uh, John Bellion's live stream concert and actually he did it in a very interesting way he was legit like live streaming it like live live and his set list he had no set list he was going to perform whatever people commented like the songs you could just comment live what songs you would love to hear him sing and him and the band and the orchestra just kind of played it on the spot so i thought that was super cool like he had no like legit set list i can only i can yeah, that'd be really exciting to watch, but I can only imagine uh, preparing for that where it's just like, okay, so you guys got to be ready for every single song, every song, every single song. Yeah, because technically, I think he has like, I think three, four albums out. And yeah, I guess technically him and the band has to know everything. And they also did some 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 parts where they would improvise, like they would have like little instrumental solos. And I'm like, this is wild. This is amazing to watch, like super cool. Mm -hmm. That's another thing about live, too, which is another reason why I was kind of excited that you released the audio from your live performance, too, because you can get new identities from live performances and especially from the band's perspective, where it's like, oh, we can we, we want to extend this for like a few bars and just have fun with it. Okay. Why not? 
Yeah. Like when I released, like you said, my, my virtual concert, I also put out, um, the virtual album out and I knew I, like, I wanted it to not be super polished. Cause I want people to hear like every breath I take. And to be honest, there are some parts where it's not exactly on pitch, but I think that's the joy and the beauty of live performances is like, I did not want it to sound like the studio version. Mm-hmm. And maybe those are the things that stand out for people, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Vicky. Well, we have taken quite the journey here today through this musical experience over the last two years. And I have one last question for you. Are you ready for it? Yes. All right. So now that we've talked about the musical journey, we're going to talk a little bit about you. So over these last two, three years of finally finding your identity as a musician, releasing your own music, building yourself up, how has this process helped you grow or what has it helped you learn about yourself? That is such a tough question and I like it. Um, <laughs> I think one huge thing that I've grown as a person is I've managed to not, I guess, freak out and be overwhelmed as much um, because I'm still an independent artist and majority of the things I do by myself. And since then, every single time I put out music, um, I learn each time as I go. Like I learn from my past mistakes. I kind of see what other people do. I learn from them. Um, and in the beginning, I would get so overwhelmed because I'm like, oh my God, like there's, you know, not just to create the song, but you gotta know how to market. You gotta know how to like promo it. And then now I'm obviously no one's perfect, but I'm getting much better at getting the hang of it. And I'm much better at like multitasking, I guess. Um, so I would say that I've definitely grown in terms of being able to like juggle all these things, but there's always those little days when I just break down and cry. But um, for the most part, like it's easier for me to get back up again. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And that's exactly it is it's the music business and there's a lot of factors in it that once you jump into actually releasing your own music and trying to make it successful, it's a, it's a giant wave of, oh my goodness, so these, there's all these other things that I was supposed to be doing this whole time? Oh no. <gasps> yeah. And like, I would love to just share like one piece of advice because it's been helping me, especially um, for any independent artists listening, is that I feel like sometimes, especially on release day, because there's so many things that we have to do, sometimes it's easy to forget to just like enjoy and just celebrate the fact that you just put out music. I think sometimes I find myself like working too much behind the scenes that I forget to just be like, hey, like I got new music coming out. Um, so I just want to like remind everyone to just like remember to just like celebrate what you just put out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it's you have to take the time to smell the roses, right? Yes. I love all these like cliche quotes that we have in here. Take a shot every time we say it. <laughs> the Desert Tiger drinking game. Oh. <laughs> Every time I say awesome, awesome, or okay, okay, and double up words at the beginning of a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vicky, lovely. I want to say thank you so very much for joining us here today on the Desert and Tiger podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had fun. 
Aw, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Vicky Lovely as we dove behind the music of her new single, Crossed Off. And you can find this new single, The Journey to Self-Love, and the rest of Vicky's catalog on your favorite music streaming service and when you're there go ahead and hit follow because vicky has already told you that you are getting a more new music an upcoming ep coming your way later this year and you do not want to miss it and with that it's now time to give vicky a lovely a final roaring DTP. Thank you for joining us here on today's episode of the show. I need to thank Vicky for reaching out to me on Instagram so that we could set this conversation up. I need to thank German at yourpodcasteditor.com for helping out with making the episode sound so good. And I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on in. To this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. If you have yet to join up with the AM, it's as easy as hitting subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app or service. You can also help the show grow by sharing this episode. You can give us a big old five-star review or you can head on over to deserttigermerch.com to cop yourself something to represent this show everywhere you go. And now with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes. But not before I tell you to go out and find your mountaintop, your oasis, your roar, the thing that makes your heart want to burst out of your chest and do the things that you want to do. Find your roar, let it out into the world, and let them know just how powerful, wondrous, and beautiful you and your roar are capable of being because you are all three of these things and oh so much more. And until the next episode of Desert Tiger, bye-bye, Ambush. The Desert Tiger Podcast.